I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the Board of Supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. My fellow Americans. It is time to take our freedom back. Cole. Drove real fast to get here, made it on time. Same here. Cole I, I did Roberts. some running on the way here. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <Sorry>, sweating. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm good today. <laughs> good to see you. You too. Special guest today, Colt Roberts. Heck yeah. This is great because we're going to actually run for District 5. Have a little bit of good time with the candidates. You know, that debate was great. You did great. Everybody really got a chance to present themselves. And now we're getting to sort of get a little extra time, ask some more questions. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you? How's the campaign? Good so far. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't make the two thousand dollar quota before January first. So ah. we're good. Now I'm a qualified committee as of uh, January sixth, insur insurrection day. Awesome. So tell, <laughs> tell us about this for people that don't know what it takes to to get on the ballot to, to run a campaign. So what's you, that look like? So to start, you, you, you got to form a committee. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you don't have to, but it's better if you do. You you don't want to control the money. It just doesn't look right if the candidate has all the money and all that stuff. But you got to raise, there's a threshold, a $2,000 threshold um, before you can be a qualified committee. Mm -hmm. So fortunately for me, it, last year I didn't meet that. So this time I don't have to file a form 460, which is your disclosure forms yeah. uh, for transparency so they know everybody who donated to you. So the one I have to fill out is a 470 which basically says, if, as of December 31st, I didn't meet the quota. But from January 6th forward, I'll be doing 460s. Uh, so when that comes out, don't be scared. <laughs> but no, other than that. And so you, as far as the committee goes, you just choose a few people to... Yeah, you can choose whoever you want. A lot of people hire campaign managers and things yeah. like that. But um, I just have a treasurer and an assistant treasurer. Yeah. And everything else is done by me. Perfect. So. Good. And, and I like that. I like the small town, you know. Oh yeah, it yeah. takes work. It's it's a yeah, lot of work. There's a lot of yeah. lot of paperwork you got to file. A lot of laws you have to look into and make sure you're adhering to. Yeah, kind of like so. running a business. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like that. You got to get a tax ID number, file with the IRS. There's a lot to it. So, sure. why don't you why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself? You guys didn't get to talk much about yourselves really oh, okay. at the last one. So, so my name's Colt Roberts. I've lived in Cottonwood my whole life. I used to live out Bowman Road. I grew up about nine miles out there. Um, I've got a wife. I've got a two kid two kids. Um, I'm a mixer driver here locally. I run a volumetric mixer. I used to run one of the regular mixers where you just drive around with concrete already yeah. already mixed. Somebody else yeah. did that for you. Now it's all on me. I got to make it, uh, batch it. I've got to place it. I've got to do all that. So I'm in a volumetric truck, and it's definitely takes a little more run. It takes a, a, a little different skill set to run that. But it's fun. Um, I like it. Pretty busy lately. What kind of area do you cover? Um, I go all the way to Trinity Center. I go pretty much anywhere they call. I mean, just depends how much they want to pay. I mean, I'll go to Eureka if they're going to pay the pay the price. But I usually stay around Reading, Happy Valley area, Anderson, Cottonwood. Awesome, awesome. I heard um, it was it was maybe it was about a year and a half ago or something like that. And um, my friend does a lot of concrete, and he was telling me that it was like freaking two months ahead of time or something. You had to let them know that you were going to get it and all that he said it was pretty wild I don't yeah that's when i worked for another <clears throat> another company around here we were we were so busy at that time um i remember i worked one 23 hour day i mean i worked we were working like 17 hour days six days a week we were going wild the only thing i liked yeah. about concrete is you could start pouring it like five and then be done by like one o'clock, but yeah, it's <laughs> just the, oh, that's the concrete guys or the guys you don't mess with on the job. You know? No, no, you don't. And nobody mess with, you don't. messes with the concrete guy. No, especially the, the guy that holds the rod. That's the guy yeah. you don't want to mess with. So, so what made you want to make that transition into politics? Well, I have two kids and I've seen what's been going on in our county and quite frankly, our whole entire country. And the freedoms that I enjoyed as a kid, which was only... 20 years ago, you know, mm. have deteriorated so much in that 20 year period. I was just like, I, I got, I can't, I got to step up. I can't, mm. I can't sit back. And, and when the kids ask me what happened to their rights, why can't they do these things anymore? And if my answer was, you know, I just, I don't know. I sat back and did nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't look them in the eyes and give them that answer. Sure. So, and it's not just my kids, you know, it's, it's, over the last two years, we've seen all kids just take the brunt of, of the worst things that our political climate has to offer them, mm -hmm. the worst things that our state and our country has to offer them they've been a victim of. Mm -hmm. And then you have a wife who's in law yeah, enforcement, she's, Yeah, my wife you're, you're is in local. Yeah. So what's she think about you running? Um, she supports it. She stays out of the politics, though. Yeah. She uh, She's a professional. Yeah. So she R does, Rightfully so. I mean, she job. does her job. She... Yeah. Uh, goes to work, come home. And, and you know, a thing about that is, is she has a dangerous job. She has to deal with the worst that our community has to offer, the yeah. most dangerous that our community has to offer. And it's not just her, it's all of them. And it's sometimes it's the same people over and over, and sometimes it's new people, but they never know what they're getting into, you know? Sure. And and it's a tough job. It's very stressful on her, very stressful at me, on me when she when she's working nights, oh, you know? Sure. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, She'll text me throughout the day. Hey, babe, love you, whatever. I'll text her. I'll get, I won't get a text back for four hours or something. Or she'll be on the phone with me. Hey, got to go. Yeah. You, you know what that means, you know, yeah. that, that they've got something sure. to do. Absolutely. So, and, and the kids, 
it, it, when she was at the academy and stuff, it took the toll on the kids because she was gone for six yeah. months. Um, she'd come home on the weekends every once in a sure. while. But How do they handle it now? Oh, they, they're much better with their mom home. They love it. Good. It's much easier on me, too. They're not, <laughs> Heck yeah. they're not causing a ruckus. Good. So, I mean, we'll kind of go around the table, I guess, you know, and we can ask whatever questions we'd like, you know. But to me, this is a chance for our viewers to sort of get to know you on a more personal level. If there's yeah. something that you think maybe you didn't get a chance to say at the debate, we have a chance now to expound on some of the things, you know, you might want to address. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh. Are you gonna go? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, first of all, Cole. No problem. And I appreciate your heart on that and the passion. I think that's a sincerity that a lot of people are looking for. Somebody yeah. that's just stepping up by demand, not as, you know, selfish aspirations yeah. and and hopes to make a career of it. But yeah. just to retain the American way of life, you know, that's got a lot of people's fire going right now. So I think that's that's awesome. Um one of the questions that, you know, I bounced around maybe asking at the debate night is very customized to you and it would be maybe you sharing a story or a or some a difficulty that you faced in your life or is basically untenable for your capacity your resources that you had available what did you reference to to get through that time so what was the time what was the difficulty and then what book mentor um you know, resource did you go to to navigate through that difficulty? Um, I would say one of the most difficult things that I had to overcome is uh, that's that's a tough question. That's a real tough question. That's a real personal question. Yeah, I'm not going to be too easy um, on you, buddy. <laughs> that's okay. That's what the people deserve, right? Um, so. For me, I grew up out Bowman Road. You know, my dad was, he owned a construction company and uh, he, he worked hard his whole life. Um, my parents got divorced when I was younger, but uh, we lost everything. You know, we lost my, when the market crashed and I think it was 06 or 08, 07, we lost, yeah. we lost everything. Mm -hmm. So he lost all his equipment, you know, the company, our house, all that stuff. And he did what he could for us. He did everything he could. And that included him. He had to move away. He had to move to Washington to get work because he couldn't find a job here. Um, so he was gone for, I want to say it was roughly four years of my life, maybe four or five. And he, he would come down and visit and whatnot, and we'd talk to him on the phone, we'd go up there, but not as much as we'd like to. But that was a sacrifice that he had to make to make sure that we were clothed, we were fed, and things like that. Um, and for, for me, it wasn't... It was, it was hard on me not having my dad there throughout middle school, I would say is what it was. But uh, ever since he's been back, I... I, I at that time, I, I did a lot of praying. So, you know, I, I did talk to God a lot. But um, when he, me, him and I now, we have a great relationship. We never had a bad relationship. But it, when, when he moved back is when I moved back in with him. And that's where I finished out high school is living with him. And um, him and I have a great relationship. So, and he's down here now. Yeah, he's down. Yeah, he he lives here. He's right been here for a long time now. Yeah, I've met him a couple. Yeah. Of but that was one of the hardest. Like, yeah, that was yeah. one of the hardest things that I ever went through yeah. in my life as a child. 
Um, and it's hard, right? As a child, yeah. the uncertainty of knowing yeah, dad no. coming back. I mean, is he going to get better? You know? Yeah, I, I, I love my dad. My dad's one of the greatest men I know. And um, man, if I ever need anything, he's there. Um, if I ever need any advice, he gives me any advice I need. And he's a guy who, uh, he, he would never retire. He'll work till the day he dies just because that's how he is. He is... He's he's a man. There's they just don't make him like he's, him. He's the anymore. Handi- he's the handiest guy I know too. <laughs> yeah, he, he can, can do. He, he can, can do make literally anything. Do anything. That's cool. anything. That's awesome. Anything you ask for, it can that's, be made. That's Machine, cool. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that, that's great. You know, there's so much to be learned from hardship. That's a great question, by the way, Lonnie. You know, the the hardship. <clears throat> here's the deal that I see, and, and I think it's kind of a reason that we're where we're at is that these kids are being brought up these days without ever experiencing what hardship really is, right? Whether it's because we're, you know, bubble wrapping them, whether it's because we're not exposing them to the world, whether it's because, you know, we want them not to have to experience pain. I get all that. As parents, it's our job to sort of protect our kids, you know, but but I wonder about these kids that have never had any kind of obstacle, any kind of, you know, turbulence in their life. And and uh, and to see you be real honest about that is yeah. like, you know, I think it's great because we're living in a time right now where these kids, um, like you mentioned earlier, you know, in school, going through the whole pandemic and stuff, yeah. or, or facing a lot of uncertainty, you know, they're facing a lot of confusion so, yeah, and a lack of understanding, you know, and sometimes we think that kids understand what's going on because we understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, we, we don't, you know, but they're just as confused, if not more. I was, I was fortunate yeah. enough to have a dad that always took me hunting anytime, any chance he could get. So I learned about guns from a very young age. He taught me how to properly use them, how to properly handle them. And how to be safe with them. So I've, I've, I think we've only ever had one accident, and we were in the barn shooting coyotes. Is that right? <laughs> I put one through the roof. He goes, oh, yeah. he goes, you gonna check it next time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. They they have like the old fashioned hunting camp where yeah. the whole family, the camp stays all hunting season, yeah. and people just come and go. That's and cool. Off work oh yeah. We it used to be yeah. before we all got jobs and had to become productive members yeah. of society. They stayed there the whole time. When we were in high school, yeah, we would all we'd all be up there, all the kids and stuff. I remember. Oh, we yeah, we'd have a lot of fun. It's it still is a lot of fun when we all get together and do that. And so when people are asked like, "What are we trying to preserve?" You know, when they say, "Okay, you're conservative," so what are you trying to conserve? I think yeah, I love hearing stories like that. I think we're trying to conserve a way of life and pre- and preserve that. Yeah, you know, those memories that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, like like when we were kids, you know, life was a little bit different. You know, we remembered a little bit differently than, than our kids are going to remember theirs. You know, yeah. So. I, I, I think in this conversation of what are you guys conserving? What are you guys, you know, conservative about? I would say, well, you know what? We're conservative because we have values, you know, and we want to make memories that our kids are going to be proud of. Like, yeah. like the way that you're proud of your father, the way you're mm-hmm. proud of how hard you work, you know? I mean, that's something that we value in, in conservative circles is that kind of hard work and dedication, you know? So it's a, it's a cool deal. I like hearing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I One thing I like about uh, Colt is um, he has a unique perspective in that, at the other company he was at, he was the shop steward, so he was the the guy that had to basically represent the the other union oh, yeah. guys yeah, that yeah. they went through. Yeah. Because our side, we get one thing we get hit on a lot is they say, "Oh yeah, you guys are gonna just go into get in this position and start cutting everybody's pay." And you know, the the unions have really put out strong letters oh, against yeah. that. And I think you know, first of all, Colt's wife works in the yeah. <laughs> law enforcement, sure. but. But even though he's super constitutional and fiscally conservative, he he's been on that other side too, sure. and represented people. No. So, yeah. I think that's a unique perspective in a way. Yeah, it is. And and you know, 
the union in general is it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it, it, it brings people who do want to work, but it also does bring people who don't want to work, you know? And at the same time, you're representing both of them. So I've had to represent people who were lazy. <laughs> well, just, just you can say both sides, just both <laughs> sides, you know, and uh, both sides of the spectrum. People who didn't want to show up and people who did, you know. But um, no, everybody I worked with is great, and um, we we had a we had a lot of fun. And um, but no, dealing dealing with the union is it's a lot different than being in the regular workforce mm-hmm. where you just put your gloves on and go get it done. And sure, um, and the public sector unions even. Different from that private yeah. sector, you yeah. Know, that you were a part yeah. of too. Yeah, that's something else. But there's it, it attracts a lot of good employees, though. There are a lot of good employees mm-hmm. that it does attract. But what, what would you say? Because I mean, that seems like a pretty political job, you know, to work as a union rep. You know, it, it's it, very political, yeah. and you you will get your butt chewed. And talk, talk about conflict resolution, and talk about the oh, yeah. personalities and everything. You know, yeah. At a young, how old are you right now? I'm 27 now. You're 27 right now. Yeah. So, so you're, you're a very young man. Yeah. You know. Um, and I was elected to that position. Sure. Uh, so, and how old were you when you were doing that? Uh, 25 and 26. That's awesome. That's good. And so and so when you would negotiate something, would you say that it was a good deal when both sides left a little mad? <laughs> well, there's no way you're yeah. going well, both sides deal. happy. Nobody would ever be. Nobody would ever be fully happy. Why didn't you say this? Well, or that, why that's didn't a good you negotiation. do that? You know? That means you negotiated right. Yeah. You know? So Nobody's I mean, really happy. Yeah. You 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 do your best to represent somebody, and then the next day they're opening your door trying to pull you out of the truck yeah. and <laughs> kick your butt. You know. I mean, <laughs> hey, I did everything I could, man. Yeah, I did exactly what you told me to do, and this this end result was what I told you it was going to be. <laughs> what would be your, your chief complaint about what's going on right now in the county? Let's talk about the county level here, because that's what you're running for, county supervisor. Yeah, the 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 most the thing that I hear the most is a lot of it has to do with the the mandates from the state. How can we get away from taking money from the state so that we're not um, beholden to them, you know, so that we don't have to comply and do everything they say. Um, that's a, that's actually a tough question. Um, my answer is, is we need to audit. We need a forensic audit on, on everything. We need to figure out what we actually need, what we can cut out and what we can reallocate first and foremost. And a lot of people don't like to hear grants. Everybody says, Oh, grants, have strings attached. Well, there's different types of grants. There's categorical grants, which always have strings attached. And then there's block grants. Block grants are the ones that you'll find most often that are a lump sum of money given for a general purpose, not with without all the strings. Some of them do have, have little requirements you have to meet, sure. but those ones come from the federal government. Yeah. And this has been the argument that, you know, our current sitting supervisors have made. They say, well, we need that money. And I say, well, no, we don't. You know? Well, the tough the tough thing that I've heard, because they're getting even more money now, but the, the thing I've heard is that we, we're kind of a welfare county in that we receive more money back from the state than we send to them originally. Is that is that? Yeah, the way? yeah, I've heard that as well. And so they do have some some hold over. Oh, us they because, do. Yeah, because we can't supposedly financially support ourselves so uh, that'd be a tricky and, and, and that's a problem right i mean if i get to the point where i can't 
financially support myself and, and take care of my family. I don't go, hey, who's gonna give me some money? I, I, I go, okay, what do I need to adjust? What do, I, what do I need to tighten up? You know, and I feel like the county. We talked about this earlier. Uh, you know, in, in, the, in this morning's meeting, how. Uh, they expect the government to come save them, and they never make the adjustments like we do as business owners. You know, like, mm-hmm. like at, you know, we all own businesses here. We don't, we don't go. Okay, who's going to give me money next? We go. Okay, shoot, what do we need to adjust? What do I need to change to make business better? Well, and they've you doubled know? our doubled our county budget in a time where we only grew by what was it, 10%? ten percent? Ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and your expenses and, and lifestyle has to be met with how much money do you make in your household on top of your business? You know what I mean? Sure. You have to live within your means. Yep. You, you got one for cool, I mean John? what we're doing with that though is like, like let's say let's say I'm hard up for money I say hey Carlos can I borrow a thousand bucks from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and Carlos gives me a thousand bucks he goes uh, yeah but I want your work truck in return I want it for two months <laughs> I get to do whatever I want with it how, how what are we going to give yeah. you know what what yeah. are we going to give sure and if you're going to borrow money, you got to have a plan to pay, pay it back. back. That's the problem. Is we just, don't have that either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, here's the old, and, and you know that when I say, hey, don't worry about it, I'll forgive that debt, there's always a catch. There, you know, yeah, I'll you forgive realize, that you know? debt, but the next you just time. just owe me a favor. And, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, and when yeah. you're talking about the Forget government, about man, talk about the number one mafia, right? The mob. You know, you're going to owe them so. It's never free with the government. Mm-hmm. I know? like it's to give never, people the benefit of the doubt, but you can't give the government the benefit of the doubt. You're going to get let down 99.9% of the time. So, uh, with the ARPA funds, you know, um, you know, getting receiving those funds and then saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna promise to do whatever you guys say, all the mandates. That's all strings attached, mm-hmm. you know, from the state to us when we take those mm-hmm. ARPA funds, and you know what I mean. So it's insane to me to say, okay, we're gonna take whatever da- comes down the pipeline. And I joked around about this, and I was like, yeah, they're gonna. Next thing you know, they're gonna be telling us we got to do anal swabs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At what point? <laughs> where do, I'm just being real. Look yeah. At, did you see China? is requiring anal swabs now right before the Olympic, Olympic. I can't tell what's parody anymore. No, no, it's real. No, no, no. I read no, this wait. stuff. I'm like, is that a joke? Like, you know, bro. No, yeah. they've done, you, you know, they yeah. took uh, some of our politicians mm-hmm. and people that were over there and they, they already did it to them. They already really? anal swabbed them. I mean, it was a real deal, dude. It's it, they, Okay, I mean, it I believe you. I believe you. I just but, it's okay. Funny, let, let's just get aside from that. Like, like, what, what, what are you going to pull out Vatican. of my ass that you can't pull out of, the, yeah, out of your mouth? Like, 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 like it's you know, more, okay, they say it's more do. accurate, oh, dude. Jesus I could. Sh- they, they show you. You put one leg up on the toilet. They, I got. Like, I got, got We live in a weird. We live in a weird world. Yeah. But how do we know what mandates are going to come down from the state? And that's all I'm saying is we don't. We don't. We don't. You know, you're just exposing yourself massively. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what's coming. Yeah, that's like I me mean, saying, "Hey, say, I'm going to loan you this money, but you're going to have to do whatever I say, whenever I say for the next." So these supervisors who are advocating to take this money, what if they say, "Okay, we're going to give you this thirty-four million dollars, but you have to go along with everything we mandate, or you have to pay us back." Well, we don't have the money to pay it back. Now, what are these supervisors to do when they say, "Okay, uh, we're mandating that you guys confiscate thirty-five weapons a month for twelve months now." 35 firearms from people. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to say. You don't know what they're going to do. So what happens, you know? And they could do something like that. think about this. If they leave the contract that open, if they're signing a contract that's that open, that's not smart. That's right. 
Yeah, yes. So say you're a couple hundred million dollars in debt a yeah. couple of years down the road. They're like, well, you're going to have to give us this $200 million back if you don't follow through what, with what we So then say. what's enforcement look like there, right? So how do they actually come get their money back if, if they're like, hey. Well, I think that's what they're hanging it on, yeah, is that they can just sit there apathetic like they've done. Well, yeah, we're following the mandates, so keep sending the money, sure. and they haven't enforced anything, yeah. right? Sure. So I think that's what they're banking on, but leaving the door that wide open. So, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Who else is running for your, your district? Um, for District 5, we've got Baron Browning and Chris Kelstrom. Do you know much about your, your opponents here? Um, I know Chris Kelstrom. I don't know. I've never met Baron Browning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was actually going to be my uh, question, if you don't mind me jumping in real go quick. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was, uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, like, I, I really like Chris, and I really like you, and my question was going to be... Um, Chris and I like each other. <laughs> I know you do. So if it comes down to it, I was going to say, let's say Baron Browning is, you know, he's the front runner, you know, mm -hmm. again, basically, he's kind of more of the same. I'm not going to say good or bad. I'm just saying he, I don't think he's going to take the steps that we need. I think you and Chris you know, are, are both constitutionalists and you're willing to stand up against the state and, you know, do things like the forensic audits and all mm -hmm. those kind of things that, um, you know, a lot of people are, are uh, counting on um, as a candidate. So is there going to come a point maybe where one of you guys are the front runner and one of you drops out not to dilute the vote? Because I think you guys would share a lot of the same. Well, we're um, having a primary, though. Yeah. So what so has to happen is come down to the one candidate too. has to get 50 percent of the vote plus one. And then, if no, and mo, what the most likely scenario is is nobody's going to achieve that. So the top two move forward into the general, and the third one's out. And, and then they run. Oh, off. okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. They run off in, in a general election. Um, and, and we offered for Baron to come to the debate. You know, and I, mm -hmm. I would offer him the same opportunity to come here and speak with us. You know, I, I've met yeah. Baron. We've had Chris on. We got Chris on. You know, yeah. um, I've met Baron. We'll have a, a few times again too. And, and seems you know he's a former Marine too. So I'd just like to hear more about where he's coming from. You know, because it's easy to make assumptions about him. You know. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I don't. And, and I hope he takes us up on it. You know, so I've Baron never or anybody from his campaigns watching this, I'd say, hey, you know, yeah. let us know. We'd love to have I you can. on. You know, okay. What's some cool. You guys got some cool political names anyway, Colt Roberts and Baron Browning. Those They're pretty cool. I know, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. They roll Chris, easy. Not my Chris name. Kelsey. Everybody would be like, oh, man. It got butchered at the rodeo. My poor daughter's standing out there smirking like the announcer just butchered me. Oh, is that oh, right? Oh, yeah. Get used oh, to yeah. It. It's hilarious, dude. I just said that. I get called when I do takeout and all kinds of weird stuff. So, Colt, you're, you got it nailed there. <laughs> you got it nailed there. <laughs> I got one more uh, I wanted to ask you, and it's not, not quite as difficult, but um, – one of the big things now that the American people are asking for, Shasta County residents specifically, government by the people, for the people, what are you going to do differently so you're representing the residents of District 5? Or did you, do you see anything different? Or how are you going to bridge that in a different manner than what's gone on today? So my first and foremost priority going into this is to do what the basic function of government is, and that is to secure the rights of the people. That's that's why it was instituted. Um, so that would be my first and foremost priority. Um, second, I, w I would like to see somebody take charge on these issues like a jail, um, a coroner's office, things that need to be fixed in this county, things that, if you look at the grand jury report and I, reports, and I read those, that that tells you a lot, you know, that tells you a lot that's wrong with our county and things that need to be fixed. And you look at the grand jury reports and there's 
reports on the same issues from longer than 12 years ago that just haven't been addressed yet. And those are some things I want to work on. Those are the things I want to head up and, and get started on. That's good. I mean, hopefully we can make some headway because we, we got to do something. You know yeah. I mean, I mean when, when the jail's overflowing and they have to keep releasing people, you know, and, and you got, I feel bad for the guy in the jail that has to sit there with a the stack of papers and say, okay, I got to let this guy go because this guy's worse. Sure. And that's what he's trying to do. I took a tour of that jail and I talked to that guy and he, he that's tough for him. He's got to, he's got to figure out which ones and, and his, his mm. thing, he wants to keep sex offenders and violent criminals. Sure. So even if we get a DA that's tough on crime, there's just nowhere to hold them, even if they wanted to. As of right now, no. Yeah. So we've got to address all these issues. And we have a real opportunity right now, too. I mean, we're coming. We talked about this earlier how we've been in this movement now for almost two years, you know, where we're exposing what's going on, the corruption in the government. Uh, but we haven't hit an election cycle yet, you know, on, on a local level. So it's pretty cool because now we're actually starting to see some of the change that, that we're affecting, you know, through yeah. this election cycle. I think it's going to be historic. Yeah. It'll be real, real neat. So uh, we wish you the best of luck, you know, yeah. as we do everybody else, you know, but, but we know you personally, you're our friend, we <laughs> like you, yeah. you know, um, and, and we're rooting for you, man. You know, mm -hmm. I really want to see you do well. And, and you're a young guy, you know, you're, you're a young yeah. guy. And some people might say, oh, you know what? He'll get his chance later. Whether that chance comes now, whether that chance comes later, I have no doubt that you're going to be really yeah. influential in this community, you know? Well, and, no, and no matter what, you need to get plugged in somewhere, no yeah. matter what happens. And, and you're doing the right thing. How many people just sit at home and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to bitch and whine about what's going oh, on. Oh, so you're, much you're, of that. Yeah. You know, put, putting your head out there, you know, to be chopped yeah. is, is an important thing to do. It right? happens. You know? We yeah. got a no. Chico State professor that loves doing that. <laughs> So uh, he likes he likes. And, and, and I'd pieces. love for him to come in and, and sit down with I, us. Debate, you know, you know. I think yeah. it's funny that a guy who allegedly holds a PhD in history reached out to me for comment. History. I told yeah. him, I told him nuts. He couldn't even understand the reference. No, he didn't even know where the reference came from. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> so, I, I feel, I I feel like those PhD professors, you know, in these colleges, you know, <laughs> their, their windows like, Oh, this, it is. Yeah. You know? They're driving and with tunnel vision. 100%. I mean, yeah. that's agenda driven history, you know, and it's uh, revisionist history is what it is. Well, know, they're, they're almost institutionalized as bad as a career politician. Oh, they really are. Because, yeah. you know, they're the gods of their classroom. Yeah. Man. No, no, oh, yeah. can question them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and they have they huge egos. These college professors, you know, huge egos, you know, because yeah. you're right. They're, they're the expert all day long and they can say whatever they want. Yeah. People are going to go around, it up, man, around you know? a bunch of naive, you naive know, kids. kids. Yeah. 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 Sponges yeah. for sure. Well, Colt, yeah. Colt, Colt was telling me a story one time about a constitutional law class he took that the, wasn't the instructor, uh, uh, he, yeah, he was on the liberal side. On yeah. the liberal side, so he got to have some interesting debates. With yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, he, 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 and you know, I liked him. He covered the most controversial topics you could sure. cover. Sure, and he liked it. You know, and I liked it too. I mean, that's where I do best. You yeah. know, I mean, we've had a debate on <laughs> abortion. Uh, voting rights, all yeah. these things. Sure. So it's important to have a debate. Heck yeah. You know, the, the debate's great. Let's say I don't put anybody down if they have opposing views. I put them down when they can't support those views or, or when they won't, won't debate. When they, or they cower, about it, you cower know? away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, one of the best teachers I had in high school uh, was, was Art Horner, and he, he was a, a liberal. You yeah. know, and, and I'll tell you, I learned so much from that guy, you know, and, and a lot of what I learned was how to debate against him, you know, and how to yeah. write papers debating his thoughts, you know, and yeah. he'd be a better thinker, I think. So, so we should never, ever, ever try to silence the other side. We just need to, you know, debate him smartly and beat well, him. What bothers me is when they make an accusation and you just say like, prove it. Okay. So yeah. then, then they just continue to make accusations 
to prove that accusation, but they're not offering any substance. They're not sure. offering any proof, nothing. Sure. Just yeah. a bunch more accusations. And the proof's follow. out there. I mean, that's one thing you know, we've learned from John over the years is, is the proof's out there. You just have to go find it mm-hmm. you know, to, to all these things. The solutions are out there, but you got to dig deep, man. And John spends the time you know, reading and researching, and he asks for years. And, and I respect that so much because I'll be honest with you, like, I, I don't... My research goes this far, you know, but to get to, to, to the real answers to the why behind the why behind the why, you know, you have to <laughs> spend some hours, yeah. man, you know, and, oh, and, and, and it's almost right. scary. It's kind of scary when you start going down those rabbit it holes, is. you know, and fun. I think sometimes I'll peek in the rabbit hole like, all right, nope, I don't got time for that, and, <laughs> yeah. but I'm glad that John does yeah. because we, we learn a lot from that. Hey, it's like, he's been talking about Klaus Schwab and all these. Oh, yeah. Now, now it's on Tucker. It, it's it's coming out. It's mainstream. It's mainstream now, man. Just look at Rogan, you know, the people that are coming on the Rogan show now. Now, you know, yeah. and it's no longer the fringe now. Now it's all mainstream. It's exposed now, you know, yeah, because there's guys who have done their homework. There's guys who have spent the years researching this and getting, you know, getting get to the the real bottom of the truth for us to be able to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's, <laughs> main, it's mainstream now. And these guys are going, yeah. <laughs> we've been telling, telling you for years, <laughs> man, you know? What, what was that on? Uh, was it G.I. Joe that says knowing is half the problem or something? And then, yeah. or what was that? Knowing is half the battle. Half yeah, the no, battle, no, yeah. yeah, knowledge is half the battle. Or knowledge something. is yeah, half the yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah. But first, you got to identify what the problem is, and then if you sit around, well, you don't know what you don't know. You don't, you know, you don't get G. anything Joe. from that. Can't have it. They still make in them? my world they do. GI Jane. No. They're probably like non-binary or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> GI Jonathina. So just remember, since John's right, get those anal swabs ordered now because they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're more, they're more iron underwear. Whatever, you're, whatever way you're going on that, they're, they're more accurate. So if you want to make sure you're dead accurate, you know, real quick, because I know we're out of time. I, I saw this article the other day. And it was like. You know, how to tell the difference between the flu and COVID and how to know if you need to go get tested. I'm like, if you ha- can't tell the difference and stay home. Dude. You got the flu, man. You have to take care of yourself. Just, you know, yeah. curl up under a blanket, man, you know, and, and take some medicine. But yeah. well, if I have to explain that, I don't know. Call, that's call a whole other episode, you know. But I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go get tested. It might be COVID. Yeah. 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 Dude, stay home. Yeah. Get better. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Colt. No problem. Appreciate, thanks, appreciate it for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Best of luck. Always yep. good to see you. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, all our episodes, uh, Rumble, um, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook. Um, all Everything that we do is on mountaintopmedia.com. That's mountaintopmedia.com. Dot com and so anything that's uh we we're not getting censored off of rumble but so if you if you're looking for something and you're not finding it or just go straight to the website mountaintopmedia.com everything is there awesome thank you All right thanks guys